Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. We are coming at you today from a what 10 things can we not live without? And I'm sitting here with crystals in my hand, surrounded by oils in full on hippie mode. And Dan's coming at us with the masculine, aren't you, Dan, again? You're definitely yin. I'm definitely yang. We've we've gone polar opposites the last couple of weeks, haven't we? Something maybe yeah. something about the start of the year. We've gone. Yeah. Uh, I'm very masculine. You're very feminine. You're in the esoteric at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, it's um, it's the duality that has to exist. The yin and the yang, where we're complementing each other. It's um, I think it's it's to do with like we've just had the portal, the twenty two or two twenty two. Oh, yeah, that was yesterday, as we... That was yesterday, yeah. yeah. That was a big, powerful thing. I've had a headache. Honestly, we've had a massive full moon. Uh, we've had the portal. <laughs> I've had a bad head so, <laughs> ever since. So there is something definitely going on in the in the atmosphere, in the, in the world, in the universe. But also, bloody Russia invading Ukraine. It's like above and masculineness is just... There's a spiritual war going on somewhere, isn't there? And uh, I think a lot of people are feeling it. I'll tell you what there is. There's a total spiritual one. You've got to hold the light, hold the light. So I'm sitting here with a, <laughs> like I literally am, Anna, Dan, you are my witness. A green aventure crystal in one hand, like wand. That's like that, um, was it the Washington Monument? The yeah. big thing. <laughs> the obelisk. The obelisk, yeah, that's what it's like. So I've got an obelisk in one hand, which um, this invites abundance and it clears EMFs because I was thinking about my bad head that maybe it's all the EMFs and stuff going around. And I've got rose quartz in the other hand, just a big chunk of it. And this is for love. So I'm batting away the EMFs with one side and I'm bringing the love with the other side. So, yeah, so that's very yin, but if you do want to go yang, they look like they'll come in as good weapons, to be honest, because they look like they got some weight <laughs> yeah, to them. I can, st- I can stab someone with me obelisk, <laughs> chuck me rose quartz my yeah. head. Yeah, so, yeah, if I wanted to be go a bit masculine, I could easily do that, easily. So are you going to enlighten the listeners on what the topic is today? Oh, then? yeah, have we not said that yet? Right, <laughs> so <laughs> the topic today is 10 things that me and Dan could not live without in our lives and some of them might surprise you a little bit I went very materialistic for my first list and then I actually thought about it and I thought probably you know what I could live without those things but because I'm very low maintenance you can just put me out in the forest and I'd be happy but um <laughs> yeah 10 things that we couldn't live without your list quickly expanded into about 30 things didn't it you had you had three yeah. different lists going I've just I've just went for the kind of quirky more materialistic things which the idea is to try and get people thinking of what their daily habits are, their daily routines, yeah. the little things which they really enjoy and the stuff which they think they might be addicted to. But then if you think, oh, if you take them away, would they even be that bothered? Yeah. So I've gone yeah, for so 10 that, more like things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I went really like I just went superficial for the first 10, but then I thought, started thinking and I went deeper. I think between my lists, I'll have 10, if you know right. what I mean. So if you right, go okay. first and then I'll just riff off the back of you. Right. So as a as a quick like side note, although this is the small business whole health podcast, this one's not particularly about business or health. It's just kind of maybe give the listeners more of an idea of who we are. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's also about our health. All of these things will impact our health. It's some uh, on some respect. Yeah, of course. Right. So do you want me to kick it off? Go on then. Right. So the first one of mine is good coffee. 
Mm. I never used to like coffee till I was in my late 20s. And then somewhere along the line, your taste buds change, don't they? Mm-hmm. And I think bad coffee is very bitter. And that's why a lot of people don't like it. But give me a really good coffee. And in particular, when I make it at home, I use it in the AeroPress little filter. I know we did a whole podcast with Matt about coffee. So mm-hmm. yeah, for me, good coffee. Only have one a day, but on a morning, that's like, for me, it's like a real treat. Mm. Um, I really love a good coffee. I know you're like a coffee too. Yeah, well, I didn't start drinking coffee till relatively late on in life. Like I was 40, in my 40s before I started drinking it. Because I never liked the whole like Nescafe stuff, you know. And then Stephen got a coffee machine for his birthday. And then he started plying me with it. And then I kind of got used to having one. And mm. now he's got a super duper coffee machine. And we get the beans from Matt. Yeah. And then we have our own grinder. And it all gets weighed out and all of that. I don't really understand it all, to be honest. But um, (laughs) yeah, so it all gets weighed out and put into the grinder. And then so we have freshly ground coffee every morning. Um, Mm. So that is like, yeah, that's one of my kind of morning rituals. At first I I was in a right bad mood about it because it was like, oh, that's such a hassle. But now it's kind of like, I just get used to it. Yeah. And when you said like the whole, the Nescafe stuff, a lot of people think that that's coffee, but as Matt was explaining mm. in that episode, it's actually not. I think he said it's the, I don't know, it's like the the husk of the coffee bean or something. It's actually the coffee berry inside, is it? So yeah. It's, just, it's so cheap to make that stuff. But then real coffee, like you said, Stephen gets and he grinds the beans himself. That's like, if you if you get someone who said they don't like coffee and then you give them an actual one that someone like Stephen would make, it would probably be a higher chance of changing the mind. and Because yeah. um, it is such a different taste, isn't it? Yeah, and it's um, it's much better for the planet because Matt buys his coffee off those little farmers, so he's supporting the farmers, oh, yeah. and then it's you know it's not sprayed with pesticides and stuff like that. So it's a much nicer for the environment and the planet type of coffee. So um, yeah, I'm happy with that kind of coffee. <laughs> yeah, and it gives you that obviously with the the cafe, and it gives you a little bit of a kickstart your day. And yeah. I just like having just the smell of fresh coffee in the kitchen as well. It's yeah, yeah. that's why I think it's one of life's little simple pleasures. So that's number it's one like for me. The smell, the taste, the ritual about yeah. it, and yeah. knowing that it's like it's not horrible like Nescafe jarred coffee. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one. We'll allow that one in, not into room one hundred and one. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. What's your first one then? Well, my first one is a good speaker. Okay. Like, I always think that wherever I've been in life. I've always had a good speaker, a good sound system, because life's too short to listen to music on shit speakers. You know, like you need a good speaker. So I've got like one that I carry around with me everywhere. It's a Bose one. I've had it for ages. I could probably. I like one of those 80s hip hop, you know, run DMC with a big speaker on. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Shorts, I can There's Jill. Obsession with speakers. I just like, I just put it down and break dance in the middle of Durham every now and then. <laughs> <Piece> of cardboard. <laughs> yeah. So no, I've got it's it's tiny actually. It's not not I can't rest it on my shoulder. It would look quite silly. So it's a Bose. Bose how do you say that? I never know how to say Bose. it. Bose. Bose one. And it's oh, it's really good. The sound of it is amazing. So I've had it for ages. Actually, I could probably do with the new one, but I do think you need good speakers in your car or wherever you are in life. I totally overlooked that, but I absolutely get on board with it. In fact, mm. I agree with you so much. I can even, you know, take one out of my list and put that one in there because as we speak next to me, I've got a soundbar in my living room, a Bose soundbar, mm. and it's just the quality is so much better. And um, I'm a little bit obsessed by it as well. Even when I have 
in the uh, in my bathroom when I have a shower, I've got like a a Bluetooth speaker in there, mm-hmm. and I just think it, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Listening to music on crap speakers is just annoying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And look, look how much time and effort we put into our sound. You know, yeah, we've got like yeah. good microphones. Sound is really important that we don't even think about. I mean, people listening to this podcast probably don't realize how much time and effort and money oh, we've yeah. spent on getting the sound right. You know, people think, oh, I'll just set up a podcast, it'll be fine. But when we tried it with just our headphones, can you remember the sound was awful? You could hear us breathing and Oh, it's know. terrible, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. If you if you try and listen to music or podcast out of your laptop or out of your phone, the sound is terrible, isn't it? I just yeah. can't listen to it. And I listen to like a lot of podcasts. And if the if the interviewer is talking to someone over Zoom and they don't have a microphone or good earphones, it just mm. ruins it and I can't listen to it because yeah. Because the, the better the quality, the just you, you take it in better, you can concentrate better, and it just holds your attention. So actually, yeah. that leads me on to my second one. Mm-hmm. Number two is Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I must spend at least 10 to 20 hours a week with Spotify on, just in the background, listening to music or podcasts. I must have had it for five or 10 years. I could obviously live without it, but it's just, to me, it's just so normal to just have something on in the background. And with the whole podcast game being as strong as it is now, it's just there's so much interesting stuff to listen to. Gone are the days where you just have to put the radio on and it's obviously it's all adverts and it's just mm. a lot of it's If it's music you don't like, you can't skip tracks or anything like that. I would happily just pay for Spotify for the rest of my life. And <laughs> yeah, like I just, I don't think I could imagine being without it really. It's such a habit. Yeah. And obviously I, we're on there as well. It's 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 yeah, weird. We're, isn't on it, that. Think? Yeah. we're on Spotify. Yeah. It's weird, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Like can you remember how excited we both were when we got <laughs> <Yeah>. on? <laughs> like Spotify. Yeah. We're like, wow, that's Spotify, we've made it. <laughs> how and, legit uh, are we? I know we're legit. Um, I agree. I remember when Spotify first came out and like I went through the whole like I am old enough to have gone through the LPs and then everything went on to cassette and then everything went on to CD. I've still got loads of CDs. And then when Spotify came along, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. You can just have any song from any artist ever. You know yeah. like how albums, they just put fillers on sometimes. Don't oh, know, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of songs that you don't like. And you can just skip them. And, like, I remember making, back in the day, mixtapes. I used to be the queen of the mixtape. I used to love making a mixtape. And um, I'm starting to get a different image of you now. You're queen of the mixtape with your speaker on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, my hip-hop queen. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you, Dan, you know. Like, I've lived the life <laughs> from the 80s onwards into the 90s rave scene and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so mixtapes were good. And then, you know, but sometimes... You know, the sound wasn't that great either. Now with Spotify, it's, it's just amazing. It's like when Facebook came along, like, you know, I'm on, I'm on a course with a lot of people who are a lot younger than me and they're really like, oh, I feel really bad about putting stuff out on Facebook. It makes me feel really vulnerable and all of this. And I'm like, oh my God, Facebook was the most amazing thing. When back in the day, when I used to teach fitness classes, you have to literally put a sign on a door and go on the church door and just say, Oh, like, God, yeah, yeah. I used to, when Facebook came along, I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. How many people can I reach and tell them about my classes and stuff? Like, I'm looking at it from a completely different angle to what they're looking at because they've been brought up with it, you know, and yeah. they think they've seen the bad side of it. Obviously, I just thought, wow, I can reach all these people. It's amazing. So it's, um, yeah, it's... Revolutionary, really. Some, yeah. some things come along, like 
televisions or the internet, probably social media and Facebook was one of those things, like yeah. a platform where like it changed, it changed society. It's like how society yeah. works, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what Spotify's done for music is the equivalent. It's just. Yeah. So for me, like I pay for the premium £10 a month and I've been paying that for whatever, 10 years, maybe a little bit less. But like you say, I used to have thousands of CDs and I would go to HMV mm. and it was two CDs for £10. And that's only like 20 songs and half of them were fillers. Yeah. And now for £10 yeah. a month, I can have a billion songs and make me own playlists and it's it's more podcasts than anything I listen to but yeah I, I, I just yeah, yeah podcasts that's... as well that was an amazing thing that came along I remember the first thing and what 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 why would I listen to someone that like a radio that doesn't have music and <laughs> yeah, then I, exactly. I, I remember starting listening to Russell Brand's podcast when he first did them and Oh gosh, I used to, I remember getting, the, I used to get the bus into work into Durham and sit and listen. And I used to have tears of laughter rolling down the face, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you try to hold it in. Yeah. And I just got obsessed. Like he was the first person who really did, who really, I could really see why they would do a podcast. And I still listen to Russell Brand's podcasts today. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. I was, I was looking recently. He's got a, he's doing a UK tour. Oh I yeah, I've got tickets. The, the Tuesday one in Newcastle, one at Stockton, but um the dates I, I couldn't make any of them I was uh, handing me like kind of double book but yeah he's amazing Russell Brand isn't he yeah this will be about the fifth time I've dragged Stephen to see him oh really and, um yeah we've got tickets right at the front oh <laughs> class is it Newcastle or Stockton <laughs> Newcastle yeah Newcastle yeah yeah I'm it's like excited. a Monday or a Wednesday night or something Monday yeah. night yeah yeah, yeah. oh class. yeah I've uh yeah so I love Russell so um yeah so I'm going to see him but yes he was the first one and I just remember him just I can remember him leaving this message on Duncan Bannantyne's answer phone and it's t still today it would it makes me laugh when he starts talking <laughs> when he was doing it it was it was like oh it was just so funny and I can and him with Noel, Noel Gallagher as well used to ring in all the time it used to be really really funny oh yeah yeah and I used to think people have been looking at me thinking I'm crying but I was actually crying with laughter so yeah so Spotify yes it's in there Right, I don't know whether artists will agree with us or musicians, you know. Mm, yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them mm. get back in the 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 traditional music model. They used to make more money off CDs and things yeah, like that, didn't they? But now I think yeah. they have to make more money off merchandise and tours, and it's more it's the record companies for, who yeah, make the money, like, isn't it? Yeah, like newer artists to get heard mm. and stuff now. So yeah, yeah, I understand that. But you know, times move on, don't they? And, um, oh yeah, of course. They, they've got the they've got the exposure now. Yeah. Like before, if you wanted to listen to a new band, you would have to buy the CD or have to have it on the radio but now they can just have it on spotify immediately there for billions of people to listen to so it's a gift and a curse i suppose yeah exactly okay um is it me now yep your second one okay so this is gonna sound real like crappy but a soft top car <laughs> <laughs> you absolute diva <laughs> <laughs> one of my greatest life pleasures is with the roof down system up and driving around obviously not in this weather when it's like storms and stuff but <laughs> in the summer it's just brings me joy yeah i remember when you got your convertible oh, mini and you, you yeah. drove over to coxor to the gym <laughs> and seeing that absolute glee on your face <laughs> you see for like, driving oh, it, it. Just, yeah. i i don't i don't think i'll ever go back to having a roof on my car <laughs> see for me this is one that i really uh, kind of get on board with i think I think it's it suits women better, but for men, if you have a soft top, it's a little bit, I don't know, it's a little bit showy as a man. But I understand it for women. Yeah, no, I know, but it's just it's just a joy. It just makes me happy. Still yeah. to this day, <laughs> <laughs> I 
has never worn off. The it, it would be ten times better as well if you could actually rely on the weather. Yeah, no, have I you ever been? In a hot country. Have you ever been caught out where it started raining when you've had the? Oh, totally. The <laughs> I've had to pull over and put the. It only takes like ten seconds to put the roof on, but you have to be stopped to do yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, so if you have traffic lights and it starts raining, you do feel a bit of, like crap. But yeah, it's got to be done. Have you ever like parked it somewhere? Do you know? Do you know? Every time you park, do you always put the roof up? Um, if I'm parked for a long time, yes. If oh, I'm just running say, into yeah. a shop, then no. But I I just leave it down. But then I think people will chuck rubbish in or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't tend to. That's a good materialistic one. I like it. That was materialistic. That's really materialistic. But you know what? what? If it brings you in... joy. Yeah, we live in a materialistic world. You can't deny, it, can you? I'm a material girl. <laughs> yeah. Like Madonna. <laughs> I was going to say, was that a pun? <laughs> yeah. So, come on, Dan, your next one. Right. My next one is this is a, a recent one. So, I'm not sure whether it should really be in there, but mm. for some reason, I've just found a love for ginger beer. Ginger beer? Me and Helen went to Turtle Beer in oh, yeah. Durham, a restaurant, and it's like Caribbean, and mm-hmm. uh, ginger beer is a Caribbean thing. So, I thought, I had the car, so I don't really want to drink. So I thought, oh, I'll get a ginger beer. I'll just, you know, win in Rome. Be like the famous five, lashings <laughs> and lashings of ginger beer. <laughs> and it was just absolutely beautiful. And then since then, I've just got this obsession with, like, if we're going to have a drink on a Saturday night or something, I think, no, I'd rather, have, I'd rather sit and have a ginger beer. <laughs> I'd rather have a ginger <laughs> save, beer. Save the hangover. Like, it seems like a real treat. People will probably think, how weird is that? It's just a soft drink. But I don't really drink like fizzy drinks or things like that, but oh, it feels yeah. a little bit more sophisticated. It's like a taste. I don't really have a lot of ginger, so I've just got a new passion for us. I'm there with Spotify on and got me ginger, ginger beer on the beer? go. <laughs> yeah. Living the high life. How <laughs> oh, weird, eh? But it's, it's been <laughs> your obsession. overjoyed with your life. <laughs> <laughs> Living it's the your life. high life. Well, talking of um, non-alcoholic things, um, because like I've been on dry January now I've also done dry February almost. So oh, cool. I'm, uh, and I'm actually not missing it at all, not missing alcohol at all. And so Stephen started buying us like, cause I do like real ale. I, that's one of the oh, things right. I really like. And um, so Stephen started buying, finding these real ale breweries that do non-alcoholic and gluten-free. Um, oh, well, yeah. So, <laughs> it just sounds like really crap doesn't it like if you imagine what i was like if i was listening to myself like 10 years ago i'd be thinking yeah. what uh pratt what are you on about but um now even steven started drinking them and he's like going well i could stop drinking now and so i'm converting them to the non-alcoholic beers yeah well but if you nine times out of ten if you if you gave one of those beers to someone and you didn't tell them or there was no label on which said it wasn't non-alcoholic they would enjoy mm. it just as much as an alcoholic yeah. one Obviously, they wouldn't get the buzz, but I bet there would be some kind of placebo effect in play where yeah, they thought exactly. they were drinking a regular beer. And they're getting so much better nowadays that you can go out and just drink non-alcoholic beer or lager and still have the same, like, you know, like you're still out with your friends and whatnot, yeah. but you're um, actually enjoying a drink, but not an alcoholic drink. Because I yeah, don't there's... like the effects of alcohol. I really, really don't anymore. Mm. I like, I don't like being really drunk and being hungover, but I'll, I don't mind having a few, but yeah, back in the day, like even just 10 years ago, the non-alcoholic lager and stuff was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah. I don't know why, but the, the industry's changed a lot recently. And mm. there's even like non-alcoholic wines, real ales. There's even, um, 
hard stuff like gins and stuff they make a non-alcoholic yeah one of my clients said she was getting a non-alcoholic gin apparently there's some really nice ones so yeah so i'm I'm all for it because it means you can kind of keep the culture of going out and socializing yeah you don't end up with a hangover so i'm all for that yeah 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 so yeah non-alcoholic drinks get a big tick in our book yeah because there used to be that joke didn't it like it's it's sugar free, it's gluten free, it's dairy free, and it's also taste free. <laughs> <But like, laughs> it's water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all oh, that's changed a bit now. Yeah, yeah, there's actually some good ones out there. Because I don't like drinking Coke and stuff either, and lemonade and things like that. That literally the only thing you could drink when you went out was water. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, that was my that was my weird obsession. My number three was a <laughs> ginger beer. <laughs> ginger beer is bizarre. Well, going on from that, I'm gonna have another little drink. Mine's apple cider vinegar. Because you, you, we've done a podcast on apple cider vinegar before. You all know my love of it. I've been taking it now for over 20 years, every morning. And look at me. <laughs> I look about 12. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, apple cider vinegar, a really good one. I get an organic one, obviously, and with the mother in it. I highly recommend it. It's so good for your immune system, for your digestive system, for everything. You can listen to our podcast all about apple cider vinegar, but I'm putting that in. Yeah, I think our regular listeners will know your love for apple cider vinegar. Yeah. And it, it is, the, the health benefits are really, really good. And I've got some in the cupboard, but I'm just totally out of the habit of drinking it. So yeah. I should I remember I should when really you got COVID and you texted us that you've got COVID and you had bad tonsils. I was like, apples, get the apple cider vinegar out. It was your first response, wasn't it? <laughs> just drink <laughs> it, force it down. <laughs> for anybody who's got anything wrong with them, get some apple cider vinegar down your neck. <laughs> Jill, I've brought me leg. <laughs> Hey, maybe it comes from, you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill. And what did Jack fix Jill with? You know, what Jill fixed Jack with? Vinegar and brown paper. I oh, just thought no. of that. God, no, maybe no. I've been indoctrinated from an early age because I'm called Jill. <laughs> yeah. Vinegar and brown paper. So, yeah, vinegar and brown paper. That's the cure for everything in my book. It's really good for bad coughs, sore throats, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Spiritual things. But you would genuinely be like devastated if you woke up one day and you had no apple cider vinegar in the house, you'd probably have to go and get some, wouldn't you? Immediately. Oh, I buy like these massive bats of it. Like a cask. Oh, like, it's like these big like things, these big plastic things. <laughs> and yeah, that lasts us about a year. I just drink a little bit every day, but little, little and often, that's the key. So my next one, moving off the bat of that, is a water filter. Again, how boring. Oh yeah, you've got your magic water filter. Oh yeah, it's pretty spectacular. <laughs> I, I really need to show the listeners there. Uh, how crazy my Japanese yeah. water filter is. It's it's massive, isn't it? It takes up half yeah. the kitchen. But it's like, it's one of those things now that it's just it's just plumbed into the, the tap. So there's no effort required. I just turn the tap on and it's it's there. But then it's when you go back to regular tap water, you know, like a like a peasant. <laughs> you can really <laughs> notice the difference that you really can. And sort of not even just saying that. Even if you drink bottled water and you go back to tap water, you can so tell the difference. Like my favorite bottled water is Evian. And yeah. if you go back from everyone to just regular tap water, you can tell. So it's just one of those things that just moves the needle so much, I find. Mm. Just because you have you have water every day and you're always going to have, if you look after yourself, two to three litres a day, why not make it good quality? It's like, if you're just going to have one coffee a day, why why have a disgusting yeah. bit of coffee? Just It doesn't take that much effort to make it better, really. Yeah, I couldn't well, live without from my paying a fortune for a Japanese. Yeah, but I've about ten years, so. <laughs> but there's, there's probably there's probably better ones on the market now for cheaper. It's like it's yeah. people are more health conscious about it these days, aren't they? So yeah, I yeah. think like back in the day, you buying a water filter would have been regarded as something real hippie and oh totally. Why do you need to do that? 
like spend all that money on it but nowadays people would probably go oh interesting mm. it's like we talk about i don't know this is going to be one of yours but your your earthing sheet on your bed oh yeah like, yeah people think we hippies for having that now like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> in 10 years all it takes is for one i don't know like major retailer or mattress brand or something to introduce into their line and then it takes off so 10 years from now we yeah. could be you know we, we could be the pioneers sometimes maybe we should introduce it yeah we should make our own brand yeah see that is on my list actually the grounding sheet yeah well do you want that one now then yeah so i know it sounds like complete nonsense <laughs> but it isn't like i think this is advanced sleep training you know and just advanced advanced holisticness that um sleeping on a grounding sheet it, we plug our sheets into the earth socket and earth's off all the emfs takes off all the emfs from us and my husband thinks I've completely lost the plot with it, but I actually really like it. And I've slept on it for a year now. And it has like a physical effect, although this is yeah. going to sound counterintuitive. The first, was it the first time you got yours, you came out in a bit of a... Like I came a, out in a proper rash. Like in a rash, which mm-hmm. sounds like it's having the opposite effect, but that wore off, it was like a... Yeah, because, because it was that, having yeah. a, a physical effect. But like I said about the water filter, Although you have to purchase these things, it's just a one-off purchase, but then there's no extra effort required to, yeah. to make your health better. So you just you just have the, the sheet on your mattress every day and it's no different to just sleeping normally. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's the money up front, but that's, yeah. Because yeah, it costs a bit to get one, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's like anything, you know, like you're saying, sometimes these things, people aren't ready for that yet, that level. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like 20 years ago, people weren't ready for the, microbiome or breath work and stuff yeah. like that nowadays microbiome stuff is kind of everybody's talking about gut health and oh, stuff yeah. and things you know and like yeah trends change ago, yeah nobody was so yeah times are yeah. changing so people might start talking about grounding and earthing and it's think, it's yeah, scientifically proven yeah like you said th- like 10 20 years ago things change like and the idea of women doing weight training was just like mm. laughed at. Yeah. <laughs> just we're totally... going to bulk up. We're going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And now if you watch all the adverts about gyms on telly, it's all kind of women weight training in their exercise. And mm-hmm. even if you go back further, 40, 50 years, women even doing any sort of physical activity apart from housework was laughed at. Women doing sport, what, what you're talking about now, like the women's football leagues and cricket leagues, it's, yeah. it's, it's becoming bigger and bigger and there's no reason why it shouldn't. Times change, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Those videos from the 1950s with women in their heels on those, you know, those belts that shake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just... yeah, come a long way since then. <laughs> We've come a long way since then, back in the 50s. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, times change. Maybe yep. we'll all, I think we're all going to head back towards more earthy practices. Mm. Maybe, that's the, maybe that's the, now is the shift, you know, the vortex and the full moon and the crystals and stuff. Maybe this is the... Yeah. We, oh, we hit the T-junction now, aren't we? It's kind of yeah. that's what I feel like. I read something really interesting last night about Aborigine, Aboriginal cultures. So when a boy turns into a man, one of his rituals is he's given a stone with, um, and on the stone is a picture of like a, a forest or, I, mean, I don't know how many forests are in, in Australia, but like a creek or a um, area. And that's their area that they have to look after. So like a waterhole or... All right an area of a mountain or something like that and they have to so what they do is provide each 
um, like trails. So that's how they moved through the country to keep their tribes safe. It would be oh, each person would look after a certain area. So you could be given a river or a tree or something like that. And that would be what you have to look after for the whole of your life. And uh, I thought that's really nice, isn't it? That's a really nice, I love all these old fashioned, like old fashioned, not even old fashioned, they're indigenous cultures that they're always like really looking after the earth. But yeah, they they have that connection. They know that Earth, we're no separate from the Earth. And if the Earth mm. suffers, then so do we. And I think it was um, the Aboriginals who did the song lines. I remember being fascinated about that, where there would there would be different Aboriginal tribes, like hundreds of miles away, but they knew the land and they knew the energetic fields. Yeah. And they would they would sing songs into these lines, and the messages would still reach the the next tribe down river like hundreds of miles away and they were mm. called aboriginal song lines because they knew that oh, nature yeah. was was alive as well and they could mm. um you know how like tree roots and and uh fungi and stuff go hundreds of miles and they all connected mm. well the aboriginals knew that there was these electromagnetic fields and energetic fields and they would they would sing into these song lines and they would be able to pass messages onto the next tribes and i just i just blew me away and i just i love yeah. stuff like that yeah, and I was saying like an Aborigine can in the wild, there was what in the wild, in the outback, then they can hear a person cough or sneeze like from a hundred miles away or something. Wow, bloody and the because their hearing is that attuned to nature and stuff. So similar to what you were saying there. Yeah, they yeah. can hear when there's other tribes or people in the vicinity. There you go. We've gone off piece again. Um Shock. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back to okay. my next one. Okay. My next one is pretty boring, but a foam roller. I use it every day, keeping myself in check and just keeping those muscle fibers and tissues and stuff soft. I find when I don't do it and then I go back to it, I'm like, why did I ever stop doing this? I've got mm. I've got two in the house. I've got a, a short one. Then I've got a like a four-foot one that you gave me, actually, that blue one. Oh, yeah. Then I just use it every day. I love the long ones that you can get your spine right on and your head on oh, it. Yeah. Oh, it's lush, isn't it? So... That, that is a really boring one and it's pretty obvious, but I just use it every day. And I think if I didn't have it, I'd be worse off without it. What about but, that spiky mat thing? You've still got that? Oh, that feels lovely on your feet. Yeah. And then I can, every now and again, I work myself up to lie in it on my back. But then mm. when I get up, I look like I've been like pebble dashed or something. <laughs> industrial blaster. <laughs> really works, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. But on your feet, when you initially stand on it, you're like, there's no way I can stand this. And then you just learn to relax get into it and then you can get both feet on and, and yeah it's really nice is it like stimulate the acupuncture lines and things in the yeah, meridians, like meridians in the, and, yeah. In yeah, the yeah. endings and stuff and yeah really good yeah i like a foam roll i had my foam rollers out the other day as well so mm. there's nothing like a good foam roll i think sometimes it's one of those things that you forget don't you and don't do it for a while and then all of a sudden you do it again and you're like oh yeah that's nice. Yeah. Or if you leave it too long and you're like, oh no, this is going to be painful this for the next five hurt. days. I just need to really, really get into it. Yeah. Like, there's a few of the last few things I've said, like the the water filter or the, uh, you said the sleeping mat, the earthen mat, they require no extra effort, but the foam roller does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, you have to work <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, on the back of yours, then, one of mine is the kettlebell. Like, I think kettlebells oh, yeah. are one of the best things that you can have in your house to improve your fitness because you can just be doing a little few kettlebell exercises if you have them where you can see them so there's no barriers to it you can be there's all sorts of things you can do with a kettlebell oh it's, it's endless yeah so so simple like i said that's why we just have it as our daily thing don't we there's probably i mean i work in a gym so i was going to say there's there's probably not a day goes by where i don't pick up a kettlebell but i'm not necessarily using it every day as exercise but if you just had one tool for resistance training for the rest of your life yeah the kettlebell will probably 
Yeah, it would cover it. It would be up there, wouldn't it? Between a foam roller and a kettlebell, you'd be pretty fit, wouldn't you? Yeah, you stay supple and you stay strong as well. Yeah, so kettlebell. And also, if you're going to get a kettlebell, I always get asked what kind of kettlebells you get. I like the like the one that you that I've still got yours. <laughs> but you're realising that we've probably got a lot of each other's You share each other's stuff, yeah. <laughs> that 4KG one, that, the cast iron ones uh, are the best, yeah, I think. They're the best. The vinyl ones are okay, and obviously the the a bit more accessible. You can get them in a lot more, like Argos and, and Tesco and stuff. But yeah, the cast iron ones are, are better, I think, aren't they? Yeah, and better for the environment as well. Those big plastic ones, I don't like them ones. You know, I've got a ten kg big plastic thing that takes up yeah. half the room. So the cast iron ones are more efficient in size, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the vinyl ones are okay, but these sometimes. You can even feel uh, when it, there's like the join on the handle that sometimes rubs against your yeah. hand and stuff. So yeah, they're okay, but they're not as good. But So that leads me on to my next one really is, this is so obvious, but the gym. I just I love the ritual of going to the gym and feeling good when you come out and getting the endorphins and things going. Mm. It's like, it's just so much ingrained in me. I can't remember a time when I, I didn't do it since when I was like 18. I've had breaks off and I've done different types of exercise. But when I say gym, I really mean, I really mean exercise. Mm. But obviously the... The gym is more of a materialistic thing. I just love that ritual of if you have even thinking about going, thinking what I'm going to do and then getting into it and having music on and and then getting home and having a healthy meal. I just I love the whole thing about it. So, yeah, that was pretty an ob- obvious one, wasn't it? Yeah. Same as you work there as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably the same way you feel about your studio as well. Like it's something, it's uh, out of you, isn't it? I just walk into my studio and I just feel like, oh, you know, if I feeling a bit like sad or you know getting everyone's getting on my nerves <laughs> which is more likely <laughs> to be me than being sad to be <laughs> fair but uh yeah I like just the feeling of it it's got good vibes in my studio mm. and it's strange because up until recently it was it was really only 50% your studio wasn't it yeah but like really it felt like your spiritual home it was like how <laughs> dare someone else have, have a 50% of the time yeah. And, then, and then when it became yours, it was like, oh, that's how it always it was meant to be, really, wasn't it? It was meant to be. And then I've had yeah. lots of like shamanic people in clearing the space and opening portals and doing all this stuff. <laughs> and it's funny that people who aren't even into that kind of thing, like, you know, not everybody's into portal. <laughs> into portals. You mean most um, people aren't into portals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But even like even people come in who aren't clearly aren't into that kind of stuff and they'll go oh, it feels really nice in here it just feels really calm and mm. like and people who are into that kind of stuff come in and go oh my god what have you done to this space it's like yeah, amazing yeah. yeah so it has a good feeling it's really nice I, I feel like it's really weird I feel like it was meant to do breath work and stuff in there because it yeah I know what it you mean, lends yeah. itself so well to that stuff I know what you mean it does have like an energetic nice presence to it doesn't it and yeah. probably the wood floors and then you've got the stone wall and it's it's nice and mm. bright as well all those things count don't they yeah exactly so it's got good so i've had a lot of clear and, and energetic work done in there but it does feel really nice as well so yeah there's actually a, a practice what's it called geo engineering or something <laughs> it's, it's something but it's where like yeah it's kind of yeah the art of having wood floors and and light and I know that is it the Japanese do feng shui, feng shui where they have things yeah. in different places and but yeah the there is a very ancient science to it of having different materials in different places and it's it can make a room feel it, it can build up the, like the energetic presence a lot better. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a, it's a very unique skill and there's not many people who can do it properly. But I imagine these ancient ancient tribes probably knew how to do it and work with the 
again, the electromagnetic, different types of rocks yeah. and stuff. I know Paul talks about it quite a lot with his water charger and he has 50 yeah. different types of rocks in different orders, but there is a lot to it. But I'm speaking kind of, it's a bit bro science because I don't know, really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> talking about. <laughs> Maybe we should get someone on who actually does know what they're talking about. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot to uh, it, I think, yeah. And there's that, what's that ge- geometry, the... You know, that ancient geometry. Oh, no, that's what, what I meant. Sorry, yeah, sacred geometry. Yeah. Sacred geometry, yeah. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you have certain shapes and you put them in yeah, yeah, different it. places. Yeah, like what they reckon the pyramids were built out of. Like this, the like sacred. It's like putting different shapes geometrically on different lines and stuff. That's and it, yeah. Clears. The Great Pyramids, the Giza, they perfectly in the same, the centre of the landmass of the Earth. So if you don't take the, the, the water into account, just the landmass, the, the, the perfect epicenter, like how did they know that? Like mm. if, you, if you take it on a longitude and latitude and lines, it's, it's the exact center of Earth, of the landmass. I just find that fascinating. And I'm sure it's, it's if you take the, the longitudinal line or the latitude line, I don't know which one, but even down to like five decimal places, it's perfectly exactly the same as the the speed of light in meters per second which again there's just <laughs> wow. i know yeah so aliens probably did build them in my opinion <laughs> oh, i found a new program <laughs> that i've been then. watching it's on the <laughs> disney plus channel i think and it's called ancient alien x files oh my god it's amazing that sounds out there that like <laughs> uh, it's, it's probably out there so it's really yeah. cool. that sounds like my type of thing though yeah so um yeah you know how I love ancient aliens. I was watching yeah. one the other day about the NASCAR lines. I mean, oh my god, how the hell did they do that? The NASCAR lines. I don't, know what, like, well, I don't know what that is. It's where they're in Peru, where they put all the big lines like a hummingbird and stuff on the floor and oh, on right, the ground, okay. and then yeah. they didn't see them until they like year, thousands of years later when they actually flew over the top. Yeah, how how do you do it from the ground level? Like, yeah, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of like a bit sacred geometry as well, isn't mm-hmm. it? Oh yeah. Right, so, what's your yeah, next we've, one? We've diversified into... <laughs> <laughs> Ancient aliens. <laughs> okay, my next one is a caravan, my caravan by the sea. I just love going there. Like, it's just my happy place. I love just disappearing off for the weekend. It's like just recharging the batteries. Being down on the beach with the dogs. On the beach with the dogs and the yeah. sea. I love being up there. It must be such a, like, a refresh to being in everyday life. It is. You feel like you're going on a mini holiday. I love being by the sea anyway. Oh, in a forest or by the sea. Those are my two places I'm happy. You normally get people who are like one or the other. So yeah, I'm more of like a forest river type of person. Like You I'm like more... mountains as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not much of like a seaside person, but I think it's just because I never, I didn't really do that a lot as a kid. So it's not ingrained in me, but some people are totally drawn to it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like my dad was in the Navy, so I think... I've got heritage of um, yeah, seafaring, yeah. <laughs> seafaring people. So my dad always worked at sea because then he went and worked on the oil rigs after that. So he was a, he was he couldn't oh, take working on land. So he he hated it. He got a job in a factory, like in a factory. And he hated it, so he went back to sea, and it was yeah. less like just yeah, loved being it, at sea. If it's in you, it's in you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd be no good. I get seasick, so that's oh, yeah. why I like mountains. <laughs> Couldn't be any further away from the sea. So yeah, I love being by the sea. Yeah, so that's a good good one. I think I'm running out of things now before I go into proper hippie territory. Right. Well, I've got four left, and mm-hmm. I've saved them all because they're in the same category. They're all okay. food related, so I'm, okay. I'll just rhyme all four off. The first one 
this is something I recently got introduced to. I'm just obsessed with it. it is an air fryer. <laughs> which... Oh, we've got an air fryer. Yeah, oh, I some of my, with it as well. One of my friends told me to get one for years, and I was like, I've got an oven. Why would I get an air fryer? And he was like, I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, telling you, get an air fryer. And eventually, I listened, and I was like. I'm never going back. <laughs> the oven might as well just be chucked out now because it's just <laughs> I'm just obsessed with it. I use it for three times a day. But yeah, they're amazing. The next one is something you told me about. This is a protein powder, but it was one I think Lee recommended to you, Lee Brandon, who we've had on the podcast twice. Yeah. It's the the Planet Paleo Bone Broth protein powder, and it's just one of the best ones I've ever had. If you like weight training and stuff, and you want to get your protein up, a lot of these protein powders are just crap. They just they just ah oh, they just fellas, aren't they? falsely advertised. Yeah, but. This one is made out of um, bone broth and it's got hardly any fillers in. It's got like a slight chocolate flavor. And yeah, I just I have it every day. I wouldn't be without it now. Tastes like um, chocolate ice cream. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Um, I can understand why if people are used to more traditional like whey protein, they wouldn't like it. But I would choose this one every day of the week. Yeah, can you remember that horrible one that made me sick that I paid a bloody fortune for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still think I've got a bag of it. It was awful. Right. Um, I kept drinking it because like, I thought I've got paid a bloody fortune for this. And then it just kept making, I was probably sick one day. Wasn't I? <laughs> and then, <laughs> that was the end of that. But that, yeah. so I was really cautious about getting that one that Lee recommended. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's really, really good. It's expensive, but it's, um, yeah, and, and my gut could accept that one in yeah that's that's one of the big points for me as well and as well just knowing that lee recommended it knowing the amount of research that lee does on his products <laughs> it just it just came highly recommended so i knew it was going to be good really nice so my next one is a step up from that i was going to say meat but in particular the last kind of year i found a love for ribeye steaks i never really oh, had ribeyes yeah. but a ribeye is like when you when you have that you think mm, this is kind of something primal has awakened in me with you know, a tasty fat on a ribeye steak. I don't think I could, I could obviously live without it, but it's up there, isn't it? As a food experience goes. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I love a good steak. Ribeye is good. I prefer rump steak. Oh dear. That's mm. my, my ribeye. Yeah. Stephen likes ribeye. Maybe it's a man thing. Yeah, possibly. Because we were saying well, before we came on air, probably is a man thing because I uh, evicted it from my list, but I was going to put on a good quality knife. There's something about a man. Yeah. Know? We just like knives. We like knives and fire and things like that. And maybe that could just be me and my young fears of life. But the last one is, weirdly, is salt. But not just any type of salt. Because you've probably heard us say in the podcast before that regular table salt is pretty much poison. If you pour it on slugs, it kills them, doesn't it? That's how how (laughs) toxic it is. But if you get real high quality kind of Himalayan salt or, or Celtic sea salt, I use one from a company called Redmond. It's called Real Salt. And just the taste it brings to stuff. When I was younger, I used to put condiments on everything, ketchup, mayonnaise, just to add taste to stuff, and then just regular table salt. And now I don't use any of that. Mm. I just use real, it's called real salt, Redmond real salt. And things like steak, you, you put it on there, and it just brings out the flavor so much. You know, it's so good for you with the electrolytes and the, the trace minerals. I just I have it every day. I take it to work. I'm not that weird yet where I would take it to a restaurant. I know some people do things like that, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting close. I was going to ask I'm you about close. that. <laughs> I remember going to the Czech Institute the first time and everyone getting out their own salt cellars. And I was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. 
What's Maybe next time on? we do a check course, I'll be I'll be one of those but people. You'll be there, won't you? I'll be there yeah. with my crystals and everything. I think we like actually are embodying the whole check thing <laughs> much more these days. I think yeah. we if we went there, we'd probably teach them a thing or two, you know. Yeah, you'll be there with your vinegar. That's what you'd be like. About <laughs> yeah. a, lit- a liter of vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I remember them all having their own salt cellars, and I was like, oh my god, this is like serious stuff, like in restaurants <laughs> and things, like yeah. passing them around. Like, do you want to try my salt? It's just. Uh, uh, yeah, you yeah. think, holy shit, I need to step it up. <laughs> holy shit, I've got to get, yeah. I've got to up this. Now you're there, Dan, you're there. So I'm not quite there with the salt. But I'm going to just say what oils I think you should not live without. So um, so essential oils that you shouldn't live without is um, lavender. That's just a good all-round oil. And I have got some, oh, it's the most gorgeous lavender oil. It's high altitude from the Himalayas. <laughs> it's just the best lavender you know like you can buy like salt you can buy different levels of yeah. oils so always try and get the the best one that you can neil's yard really good also niacinth are really good so high altitude lavender oil um i would always have kind of a eucalyptus oil is really good because that's good for respiration and stuff frankincense really good for your skin really good for calming and probably a sandalwood or like a woody one which is really good for just sleep and things like that that's like calming that's what um all the ancient temples used woods like anything with a, a woody kind of yeah. smell or, or in the title of it like cedar wood sandalwood all of that kind of stuff really good for calming your nervous system down my favorite one's peppermint oh, i know yeah, that like does the does the opposite though doesn't it that excites yeah, the, the, activating oil. yeah again speaking about the czech institute when we were there i remember people talking about oils now didn't have a clue about anything like that when I first started and then Gavin Jennings was like oh yeah before I start a workout I get peppermint oil and I, I put a dab on each temple and then on each wrist before I do my workout and I was like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> 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 but then when you learn it, it excites the nervous system it probably yeah. only moves the dial like 0.01 percent yeah, but again the placebo effect probably comes into play but I just like it for the smell like that's <laughs> yeah but it is really nice yeah, I like peppermint. Peppermint's a good, um, like, yeah, it's a good all-rounder, activate and really good for the respiratory system. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah, so if you if you are working out and you, you obviously you need to breathe when you're working out, so it's a good one to clear the passageways as well. And it yeah, makes well, it smell nice. Yeah, well, that's obviously where the whole um that Vicks vapor rub stuff comes in. But obviously, yeah. I, I imagine the quality of that's I don't know what's in it, but my spider sense tells me it's probably not good for you. <laughs> but my spider sense but, says petroleum oil anything (laughs) with petroleum oil in is just minging it's like the bottom of the bloody oil tankers and they just Uh, thought what can we do with all this sludge oh we'll sell it as a cream for people to put on their skin like eh, make it smell make it sell nice smell nice and then put a good label on it (laughs) and charge a tenner for it yeah i can make actually i'm going to make my son some deep heat because i make my own deep heat and also yeah my own vapor rub i can make that as well so yeah, the oils are good. I thought you'd have some oils and crystals in there. So like the rundown of crystals, good crystals to have in your possession. Amethyst, yeah. that goes with lavender. It's like one of the all-round good stones to have. Rose quartz, really good for clearing energies and self-love. Um, what else have I got up there? Uh, oh, this one's one of my favourites at the moment. <laughs> I'm just grabbing things. <laughs> They're all around me. Labradite. Have, can you see that, Dan? It's got yeah, like a yeah, flash. Yeah flashing it really good for clearing negative energies 
we need all what's, these things around us at the moment what's the what's the rarest one you have or are they all equally um, as rare oh gosh no i don't know actually you haven't got a massive lump of gold there have you you could send my way look at that look at that beauty oh uh, it's like, nice. that looks like a gold. i can't remember what it's malachite or something i can't remember what it's called it's, it's I, like, think it's a, I think it's a meteorite <laughs> it looks at that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> in my studio the most expensive one i've got is a big chunk of um quartz clear quartz because that's oh, really yeah. good for clearing out negative energies and amplifying it's like the amplifier of the crystal well so if you want to be teaching something it's good to have a, a quartz a clear quartz look i've got one around my neck yeah, there you go. <laughs> um a clear quartz because it amplifies things so it amplifies your energies are yeah it probably it's the same as that sacred geometry type of type of thing it probably all plays into that as well doesn't it yeah and then obviously a it's probably slightly different, but I don't know if it's classed as a crystal. We probably won't be, but Himalayan salt lamps. Yeah. Like just big chunks of Himalayan salt there. Are um, the selenite, selenite ones. Yeah, the, um, yeah. They're really good for clearing. They they cleanse all other crystals. Selenite are really good for cleansing. Ah, so you right. can put other crystals nearby selenite, and they'll they'll get cleared. So right, girls. Anything else you want to chuck into your couldn't live without? Oh, books, yes. books. No, oh, you're a bookworm, aren't you? Ah, that was one my last one. Like, I'm looking around my room here, and I have got books galore. In fact, mm. I could probably, but I've always got a book in my hand. Always have done. Always will do. I can't get away with Kindles are out like that. You know, you need a proper book. So I like to. I always keep buying on Audible because I've got like a, you know, a monthly subscription to Audible. So I end up yeah. with loads of credits. So I end up getting the book on Audible and listening to it while I'm out walking the dog, and I think, oh God, this book's so good. So then I buy the book. To... <laughs> yeah, yeah to read because i'm a reader i can i learn by reading i'm 50 50 i'm that idiot that buys loads of books and then doesn't read them and then when i eventually do start reading them i'm like why don't i do this more often like yeah. i go through phases of reading and not reading but yeah i, I thought you would have that in there because you're, you're a bookworm aren't you yeah so books are my thing that i probably couldn't live without to be fair good one anything else you want to chuck in to this list or not no i think that's it obviously health <laughs> Yeah, we, we, that kind of stuff we said before right. we started we, we don't really want to include the obvious stuff like health and water and sunlight and a house like that's everyone knows you can't live <laughs> without those things yeah uh, we're just we're trying to keep it more quirky stuff so maslow's hierarchy of needs so you need those things don't you for self-actualization so we are heading up towards optimizing our health and that's where crystals and oils and a water filter <laughs> come in <laughs> And salt, <laughs> carrying your own salt around with you and stuff. Yeah, I don't know where Spotify comes into Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but <laughs> that's one of life's pleasures. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Next time you go to the gym, Dan, you'll be dabbing a bit of peppermint oil, holding on to your amethyst crystal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you'll be in there with your speaker on your shoulder. Yeah, and, uh... break dancing <laughs> with me next tip. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we have content coming out every Monday coming at you. So if you enjoyed this, and indeed, if you have any of things, life things that you can't live without, then let us know. Yeah, weird, weird things, not obvious stuff, like weird stuff. Yes, so you can find us at my website, organicpilates.co.uk, where you can also find out everything that I am up to, and also um, Spotify. I think we've, we must, we should get blooming uh, royalty off Spotify for this episode. iTunes, Audible, um, you can ask Alexa, and she will play us as well. Yep, so there's no excuse. 
no excuses so thank you for listening and remember to pass the pod and share the love see you soon everyone bye